Hi, y'all. I'm Sophia. And I'm Rain. And this is BL Tea Time, where we just talk about anything BL and all the good tea that comes with it. Um, today, we have a very special guest with us. Hi, I'm Jana. I'm LGBT Animes on TikTok. And I'm really surprised that there's people who actually know me because I forget that I do be posting out in public and then um, <laughs> I pretend that I wasn't there after a bit and I, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, you get some, you get some good views out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I, I didn't realize how, like, um, blown up it got until uh, my real life friend started tagging me on Facebook and said, hey, isn't that you? And oh, like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've made it all the way to Facebook. <laughs> oh, uh, well, um, on our first episode, we told a story of like how we got into Yaoi and I feel like everybody has like, or Yaoi or BL, and I feel like everybody has like an interesting story of how they got in it. So we would like to ask you, how did you find, discover, get into uh, BL, and Ya- BL and Yaoi and such? So interestingly enough, it was in my elementary school library. It was oh. a manga. I don't remember really? the manga's name. Yeah, it was in my elementary school library. And I was um, like maybe I think fourth or fifth grade. Um, it was a very interesting experience because around in that time, I've always been very questionable about my interests in people. For example, um, I am into girls. So I can openly say, yes, I am lesbian. And so Mm -hmm. I didn't understand why I was more into like females than males at that time. So I always had a very interestingly like attraction and I didn't feel like it was right. And I thought it was just a friendship thing. So Mm -hmm. when I saw there was a BL manga in um, our school library and I I picked it out, I didn't think much of it. It was just a manga that was just sitting there in Mm -hmm. the library and I was like, ooh, picture book. (laughs) Um, exactly and yeah and then I look at it and I'm like wait a minute these are both boys and it wasn't a feeling of shock or disgust it was more of comfort because Mm -hmm. I was like oh so two of the same same like gender boy girl can like each other that was my initial thought and at that time uh there weren't many queer stories in American like literature or yeah and if you're in an elementary grade school, you will definitely not see any that's like queer yeah. themed. That's how surprised you even found that at elementary in elementary yeah. school. Because mm-hmm. like mangas, like interestingly enough, like because there's that weird uh, thought process. It's just a picture book to to the librarian. They mm-hmm. just put it out right. Whatever they get, they put it out into the shelves. Yeah. And then while actual English text they can tell and they will try to separate it from, you know, the younger group so that it's not considered as like inappropriate material for children to read. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was just sitting there and I took it and it was just a beginning of like, Oh, so, and then after that I started to dig more and I was like, that's how I started like my interest in anime and in general because Mm -hmm. of that one manga. And, um, it wasn't the first manga I've ever read, obviously, but it was one of the first mangas where I was like, oh, my God. So people of the same gender can like each other and they can have a story. Mm-hmm. And then it, after that, I got into it, got into it. I really liked it. And I liked the stories of plot lines. 
And it was very, very, very relatable because I'm from an Asian household Mm -hmm. and my parents are Desi. So oftentimes some of the tropes in there are very closely hitting home. So I prefer reading like these Asian backstories in these mangas compared to a lot of the English Americanized stories because Americanized stories don't really showcase the scary parts of being like an Asian LGBT. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see that a lot where I'm just like, you know, your stories where they have to like hide it a lot. They can't like, you know, be open in the, when they go like to the store or something like that. Like I was just like, yeah, that's like real over there. Like, you know, over yeah. here, you'll have your people like, you know, look at you. Hopefully you don't have any kind of crime against you. Like more, more often than not, more often than not, you're just going to have people look at you and keep it going. But like over there, like your whole family would just drop you or something like that. And I was just oh, like, oh yeah. Like, I know that experiences here are also, like in, in a westernized culture is also bad pretty much because like there's a lot, oftentimes where you can get kicked out and stuff, you know, for coming out. And then there is that, but then there's that like specific, like as a uh, Desi Muslim, like being queer is basically asking to die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's very scary. Um, but that's why I like reading BL and then of course GL because I discovered BL mm-hmm. before GL and um, I feel like most people do yeah and then after reading uh both of those genres I just feel like it's a sense of comfort like it's my comfort space because it's something that reminds me like even if the story is like really bad or good it's still a story that features two of the same gender that I can mm-hmm. relate to because mm-hmm. it's like there's always going to be that depiction where they mention like oh but we're both guys oh but we're both yeah. girls and it hits hard it because hits I know people, yeah I know a lot of people don't sometimes think about it sometimes they skip over but I always notice that in mangas whenever they mention it because it's like when will there be a time period where you don't need to think about that you know yeah but most, most of the time you still think about it <laughs> yeah that's a very interesting point I was gonna say it's really nice that you see the comfort in it because I definitely didn't think about it before as well because I'm kind of in like a similar suit where it's like I have I'm from a Hispanic household Mm -hmm. so it's definitely just like I personally have never told my family that I am bisexual and I I go both ways but sometimes I lean more towards girls sometimes I lean more towards guys but I feel like I get what you mean when you say when you read these stories it's like the same thing like you can relate Mm -hmm. to the characters you find comfort because like more times than not the story will normally end up with the characters together and they're happy and it's just like you can kind of see yourself in that situation as well like Mm -hmm. I will find that person myself and then we can have a happy ending even if like not everyone supports it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and like oh sorry no no go ahead (laughs) and like you know some stories like some of them are just fun to read some of them are just stupidly written and funny (laughs) to make fun of you know because it because like um, at the end of the day, it's just nice seeing there's a lot of more same-sex content, regardless, like, who makes it or who or how, how it's sometimes written. Like, at the end of the day, it's your personal, like, preference, how you read it, how you describe it, and it's a sense of community, and it just makes it, it pushes for more of, like, uh, normalizing, A, there's more stories where there's a, a same-gendered characters mm-hmm. liking each other same-sex relationships being normal because um there's a lot of like hetero mangas and hetero stories and hetero plot and so it's like okay like 
well, I want, I want, I want something else, you know, something that I can see myself and picture myself in. Mm-hmm. Cause like oftentimes, um, there's a lot of like, for example, shonen animes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's always going to be that canonical hetero pairing that's at the end. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you know, sometimes we don't need to have something to be always romance. What about like an action-packed story where you have the main leads being a in an MLM relationship or mm-hmm. in a uh, WLW relationship? Um, like, it doesn't have to be the main focus. I just like the idea that oh there's a possibility where you have queer characters and queer relationships in a story that's not always surrounded by romance you know mm, yeah <laughs> yeah I was just gonna say like I, I feel like I'm the only one where it wasn't necessarily it is a comfort but at the same time it's just like even growing up I've loved anything that had any kind of gay representation even before yeah. I even realized what necessarily gay lesbian LGBT like any of that stuff it was just like comforting to me I don't know if that was like my inner gay just being like you'll like this later (laughs) (laughs) but like it so when I found like BL and stuff like that I was like I guess I was more happy that there was such a like such a huge amount of it because like growing up I would you know try to find any like movie I would watch like seasons of a show just to see like one gay kiss that happens for like five seconds in season seven um like I would just be like I just wanted that kind of content because I wanted to again like back in the day before I really realized I guess I wanted to see me in some you know former fashion exactly I feel you in that (laughs) yeah because no go ahead oh because like I'm I'm from a like my my um uh household is very like you know heteronormative and Mm -hmm. every time we look around it's all always about like oh, this guy, this girl, this guy, this girl. And then um, it was just a sense of like breaking free from the heteronormativity that we're surrounded by. Cause like, I can't believe I used to like let um, (laughs) heteros tell me that, oh, uh, just there's enough, that's enough gay representation. You have two couples in there, that's enough. And I'm, and like, I would think in the back of my head, maybe they're right. But then you never see people complain, oh, there's that so much strange stuff, you know? Exactly. It's always pushing the narrative of that heroes are the default. That's mm-hmm. why I try, like, it's more of like a meme kind of way of pushing away from hats and be like, yeah, I like content that's more of LGBT rep. And LGBT rep is not alone about ships or anything. It's also about having trans characters as well as exactly. having non-binary characters as well as having... Um, you know, trans uh, women or trans men in relationships. Like those are the reps that I want more of. Exactly. And then, and yet people think that, oh, one one gay couple in a show is enough of a representation. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you've got it. You've got it now be quiet. Then Yeah, that's and that, I, would, that would oh, bother sorry. me just because I was just like, I would hate when it'd be like a show that was like something like romancy, like maybe something like Vampire Diaries or something like that, where it's like a bunch of like different couples within the show, all of them straight, all of them have their dramas, but they always just had that like one token gay who we sometimes came back to, uh, sometimes talked about their relationship, not really most of the time, like you would sometimes see them with another person and we just not talk about it. And I was just like, I want to know what that character's doing. 
Yeah, like, where's his depth? Where's his uh, storyline? Because just having them stand there and or having them, you know, mm-hmm. you slaying and say that's that's your rep there. That's why BL, like, there's such a variety. Like, com- like I, I never understood the people complaining about BL when in when back then, back then, like when I was, um, you know, in my grade school. Mm-hmm. American material did not really have much of a depth with queer material and and wasn't even a, like reachable for children either because there was that stupid stigma taboo that the idea of having same sex is considered adult and kids can't know about it but yeah, they can exactly. know about straight parents and straight people and straight whatever and so now watching like as the years go by seeing more mm-hmm. BL or just overall LGBT content being produced is very relieving mm-hmm. because back then I never had that privilege. And back then a lot of BLs were also very, in a sense, problematic in its own way. Oh, yes. And some of, I can agree and some of the stories were really ugly. Like mm-hmm. I, mm. and which is why I dropped BL for like four to five years until 2016, 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, started releasing theirs and the first I think story I've seen promoted by Lesson Comics was a guy like you mm. and oh. then like oh and <laughs> what is this and I got like all of yeah. my like, childhood being slapped back and I'm like whoa and a lot of the newer stories in the BL uh, genre are so much more improved than compared yeah, to back then like, people definitely. are complaining now People are complaining now, like, sweetie, if you were there back then. (laughs) Yeah, because, like, when I first got into it, like, I I didn't realize that I could read, like, a lot of them. So I didn't read a lot of them. I was just looking for, like, uh, any animes or, like, uh, OVAs Mm -hmm. or anything. So all of them were, like, 90s or, like, early 2000s. A lot of them are, um, I should have not been looking at that. Uh, Just problematic. (laughs) Just, like, just so... Mm. And, like, I read stories today, and when those kind of topics come by, because, like, that's a topic I like to talk about. It's just, like, yes, there's toxic stuff in these stories. Who says that I read them? So it's, like, now when I see, like, those kinds of traits or something, I would just drop the story. There's so much content now. I don't need to, like, rely. Oh, but, like, I don't have to be, like, oh, there's not that many stories. I guess I'll just read it just to see where it's going. I'm, like, no, I don't like this topic. I'm going to switch. I'm going to read something I want to read. I agree. Like, now we have a variety. Back <laughs> then, there wasn't. It was more like, okay, this is what I get, so this is what I'm stuck with. Mm-hmm, and, exactly. like, even if stories have controversial material, as long as you as a consumer knows and is aware or know how to, like, handle the material exactly then it 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 is going to flow in its sense like there's some people where where you know a killing stock is not a bl or a yaoi or anything but uh the way people handle their relationship in a sense Mm -hmm. where they start to try to romanticize it you can tell that the individual themselves is doing something problematic but the story and the creator themselves is did a fabulous job in creating a horror and making you on edge of your seat so that's why it's like there's some stories that are bad there's some stories that are good Mm -hmm. and now we have a variety and now you can formulate opinions at the end of the day it is the responsibility of you as an individual on how you read and consume the material and how you react to it you know Mm -hmm. yeah and it's I feel like some people don't 
I guess because me and Sophia, like, we're film majors, we write stories, we understand mm-hmm. what it takes to write a story. I understand you could talk about dark topics. I don't mm-hmm. feel like um, people understand that you can talk about, I don't want to say it because I just, you know, trigger warning and stuff like that, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You can write that into a story, but to me, it's when, it's where the author takes the story. Is it just going to uh-huh, be, I agree. is it just going to be like pushed over? We're not going to talk about it. That disturbs me. I don't like that. Those I are stories agree. I drop. Are we going to handle this? Is there going to be um, confrontation? Is this person either going to get their ass beat or are they going to prison? Like one of them. Like I agree. Needs something. Like it all yeah. depends on where the author takes that. But I feel like some people see that it's in there and they're like, nope, you can't talk about it. I'm like, when you write a story, you want to write, some people want to write more realistic horror. This is a horror for some people you know and they want to write about that so put that in the light but you can't just see it and be like nope you can't read that nope I agree it's more it it depends on like the depth the how the content is placed before you Mm -hmm. can actually opinionate on it because if it's just you glancing at once and then pushing it off it's uh it's frustrating because there's some people who have experienced that so it's like you don't want to hear the experience of the story of a person who's actually gone through it that's what it shows me and I've been in situations in my past so like oftentimes uh I relate to some of this a lot of the material Mm -hmm. and so it's more of a sense for me to read and I want to know where it goes because if I couldn't change my past can the story change this past how does the author depict it you know exactly exactly and it it really does depend on the individual themselves and how they consume the material and as well as the author and how they cater the material and like (laughs) I I love I love reading anything I just like a story with depth with content and characters with depth that's why a lot of the BL now is BL because these characters have more depth to them they have more story and Ooh, they draw on so fine. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't ever told no lies. Sometimes you just be like, the story kind of dumb, but it looked pretty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, some of the stories out there, they just straight up have pretty privilege. They and do. I hate myself because I'd be like, nah, this, this is shit. But yeah. I'm still reading it. <laughs> yeah, that's what we were just talking about, a story. I read it, Sophia has it. It's called Love or Hate. I think you know about it. Oh, uh, yeah. I can't stand that story. <laughs> um, I uh, really don't like that story that much, but God, it's, it's so pretty. And I'm just like, I just need to know what happens and then I'll probably drop it. But I'm just like. <sighs> that's that's how it keeps you on edge. Like, okay, I liked uh, Love or Hate because it's complex, but um, I think it's more like the fan base on how they react to it, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny for me because I'm, I'm more on the middle. So I'm just reading to just see what the hell happens yeah, while me too, um, mom, the honestly. fandom is on each other's throat. Oh my God. My Twitter home, my Twitter timeline, constant fighting between Juon stands and Taku stands, constant, constant fighting. And I'm like, Y'all. I'm just like, pick one already so I can know. And I've uh, I just need to know at this point. I'm, I don't care for either <laughs> I, one, to be honest I with you. I just hope Pisu gets therapy. And you know what? <laughs> Maybe he shouldn't have either of them. Exactly. And they should all get like help because I can't, I can't, I personally can't hate each of the characters because I see a reflection of someone I know that has gone through those situations. So it's difficult for me to hate any of them, but I do dislike their behaviors. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I just think they need therapy. <laughs> but it, but it's so pretty <laughs> so pretty it is it's so such a such a good art style Sophia you want to ask the next question okay uh so we're next question is just going to be 
what are your favorite stories? Like what stories do you always find yourself like rereading and that you wish more people would read as well? Okay, um, there's a good few. Okay, I was gonna say Dear Dora, but that that is, um, you need to read it from the official site and official translations to understand it better. Mm. And um, I know it's confusing for some people and that melanin man, sexy as fuck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I cursed, can I do that? Okay. Um, oh yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> no. Okay. Oh yeah, curse all you want to, we don't care. Okay, because <laughs> he's fine as hell. And I really, I like any story basically where both of the characters have a very convincing beautiful relationship at the end or they mm-hmm. have some sort of like twisted twisted beginning but they know how to control it and show plot development like I really like uh Dear Door because my man's fine as hell and I like the whole <laughs> shonen theme it's like a very shonen action theme yeah and it's gay wonderful fantastic <laughs> um uh, another one that I really liked uh remembering things by name is like the worst oh yeah um, we always have that problem too like if you damn. show me the picture i'm like yeah i read that but like to just think of the name <laughs> oh god hold up um uh, this is the one i i talked about it's a manga and it's an omegaverse manga and uh it's so good it's so good um you want to tell us some of the plot Maybe yeah, I'm trying it. to remember it. Like, okay, so basically, one of the characters, he um, he went through a very triggering, triggering past mm-hmm. uh, in high school, and uh, he had a kid. And I know what you're child... talking about. I know what you're talking about. I <laughs> knew that was the one. <laughs> okay. So I can't I remember cried. the name of it either. <laughs> so I cried. Like, and then he meets um, this alpha who is very, very strong-willed and can Mm -hmm. actually stop himself. And he cares about his partner so much. Like, in the two volumes, first volume was a very great, like, introduction and then understanding the backstory of the character. And then the second volume was a great resolution to it. And parenting and everything. Oh, my God, I cried. One of my favorite, favorite stories because instead of having a character that just kind of like you know brushes off the traumatic past he took ownership of it exactly and he and his partner was supportive and so and was oh this one quote where he was like I could hit you but this hand is meant for like the people I love and I was like oh yeah one of my favorite scenes from that one is uh the like one of the last scenes where the the alpha uh was it was like right after they uh he proposed and he looked at the little girl and he was like, can I be your dad? And she was like, you're, you're oh. always my dad. <laughs> oh, dude, every time I think about it, I'm, I tear up because it was so, so good. So good. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. Like, it kind of brings tears to your eyes, but like good tears. Yes. So good. I will never get over it. I was in love with that story because, like, I, 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 I cried. Like, I saw because, like, for me, it was a very, very, very hitting close to home story. Anything with family and parenting hits hardest. Mm-hmm. So, so those are my favorite stories. I think another one that I really liked, um, Blood Bank. Blood Bank is very nostalgic because it was one of the first yeah, pleasant comics that, that I've read and purchased. <laughs> And there's a lot, actually, that I really, really <laughs> I mean, like, like, it's a very hard question 
Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like dragging it on, but yeah. Especially when you've been reading for years, is like the list goes on and on at this point. Our companionship. This is the one I recently talked about. That's the one I, I saw you talk about, and I literally that night I finished all of it. Oh, whatever they had, because I was watching your video and I was like, I usually hate TikTok recommendations because like they always tell me something I, I've read before or is trash. But I saw oh. that one and I was like, hold on, she may be onto something. <laughs> oh, yes, our companion. Oh my God, that man built us fuck and he nasty as hell. Like, beautiful. That, hmm, watermelon steak energy. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, um, basically, any Unbiting the Tiger. Biting the Tiger is another one of my favorites. Oh, yeah. um, I really love, love, love stories that are. That where both of the parties and in the relationship are just very strongly bonded. So basically anything of that sort. Um, I do have other favorites where it's kind of like uh, a little questionable for people. For mm-hmm. example, Painter of the Night. Mm-hmm. Painter of the Night, um, I understand from both aspects. But for me, what I liked about the story was how paced it was. Because it's mm-hmm. not a fast development. Because like... Uh, Sungho is a lord and mm-hmm. he is in a time period where his actions are considered as normal. So if you know, like from our history, a lot of times a lot of lords and a lot of like presidents and etc. did so much crimes and etc. Mm-hmm. And it was just considered as normal in their time period. So seeing Sungho develop a sense of affection or actually question his own acts mm-hmm. is like a very very big game changer for a lord so it's really interesting for me and I like understanding the psyche behind his actions I still think that sometimes I think Sungho's an ass but oh, most definitely <laughs> yeah I definitely think he's like he had um a shitty way of representing his emotions but at the same time it's like I know I know men that are like that and we, and they don't want to change. It takes mm-hmm. them years to actually develop a sense of emotion. Seeing Sungho have change in him and question himself and actually ask himself, what is he doing? Constant repetitive thoughts between himself and um, trying to understand why he feels the way he is. It's an interesting take. And seeing Nakum in a position where he's just really sad hurts. I like feeling pain when I read so (laughs) that's me just like Sophia (laughs) I will actively go down the tragedy tag or the eggs tag to look for something sad same my heart can't always take it (laughs) right oh that tragedy tag I love looking through it I like feeling like trash oh another one that I really like stigma stigma if you haven't read it you should it's more of an Americanized setting what's that one again it sounds familiar it's where there's like an Asian man and I, I'm pretty sure the other guy, he's white. And there's also like they're in a, in a community that's very diverse with like, I think Latinx, uh, uh, black people, as well as white people. But mm-hmm. it's Asian, Asian man, the Asian man in the story was a minority. It is a minority in that, in that setting. Mm-hmm. And oh, oh, it brings out the realism of like, racism towards a very minor group Mm -hmm. as well as uh discussing how sometimes some some people with their past traumas how they end up hypersexualizing themselves or people Mm -hmm. with past traumas or know or have 
uh, and and they end up trying to like try to save everyone because of what happened in the past very good in that in that in that stance and yeah, i think i, I thought, read that one i really i pray was there like a character who had dreads there was like a side character with dreads uh was like the tall one blonde i think yeah i might have read this one i just it's all it's all like black and white and the cover yeah yeah a very interesting story like um for me i really like stories that are just very realistic and um my for you page ironically enough even though i'm a anime tiktok account it's always like political issues as well as like yeah. um issues on race and racism and everything oh my there goes my mic whoops um <laughs> and so I'm always balanced and like being able to reflect both in BL stories that yeah. talk about and discuss this while also being very up to date and it helps me because my brain I can't, it's hard for me to like divulge into multiple things at once I have mm-hmm. to to do them each in separate. So having that sense of communal like overlap, it helps me a lot. And it's very interesting, like very interesting. I love stories that just have very depth and contextual contextual material that makes you think mm-hmm, and like can too. reflect. Mm-hmm. And um, I do read some trashy stories too, just to clown it. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, I just want to read something that just makes me makes me cry i love crying like a bitch so (laughs) so those that's us whenever we watch like a we like a lot of um thai bl dramas Mm -hmm. oh yes sometimes we're just looking for something that will just like tear you up inside we watch it till we meet again and we were just i know that one we were just watching it we were sending snapchats back and forth of us just covered in tears <laughs> like did you make it to episode 16 yet <laughs> get yes. ready yes as well as like Thai BL. okay so back then in american media there wasn't that many like greatly represented queer media mm-hmm. so um Thai bls chinese bls well introduced like an Asian backstory, Asian lifestyle and same sex relationship, which was really surprising for me because oftentimes these countries are seen as very conservative countries. So seeing them have these types of films more than America, which is apparently (laughs) supposed to be, you know, home of the brave and freedom and everyone's accepted. But what we get is Riverdale being hyped up uh-huh. and so while you have amazing content that's produced outside of America and there were some uh tabules that I absolutely loved and like can actually relate to and mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. actually enjoy and see a depth in character and story and etc while mm-hmm. oftentimes a lot of the queer films that we get are so rare in America in American mm, most English setting most like how many times do we have to see like us be so excited because a Hollywood film decides to have one a gay one, film. L- one one of the letters from the LGBTQ exactly. uh, we'll randomly pick one uh whatever you get is what you get <laughs> exactly and like like people just people just like kind of forget like I always think about this every day like back then when I was a kid I never saw that many 
LGBT books. I've never seen that many LGBT films. They mm -hmm. didn't have that many. And if there were, they're very hard to find. They're very hidden or um, it's just hard to reach out to. And then while exactly. in a country that's apparently supposed to be very conservative. They're everywhere. They're all over the place. Exactly. Yeah. Because I'm, and like, like it's very interesting to think about. I think about it all the time because like now when I be, am able to like read a lot of fiction material that has gay uh, relationships, lesbian relationships, transgender characters, as well as non-binary characters and etc. Like, whoa, they, there's more, there's more, there's more coming. I feel like the more we push, the more we persist, the more we discuss, the talk, talk about it, the more higher ups will be like, okay, maybe, maybe we should make some. Maybe we'll exactly. do more and yeah. the more you'll get. And that's why I, I really appreciate Ty Beals because like, it's a, it's a great, there's some great stories that I can make people that usually wouldn't watch same sex relationships actually watch, you know, mm -hmm. and they'll, 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 they'll understand the story and we can discuss it and we can talk about it. And then slowly it starts to become like, you know, why just in America have more films and stuff like produced faster that exactly. as fast as like other countries you know that's always been a mystery to me because I was just like like I was the last thing I could really think of that was like big in the news and was gay was really like a few cartoons like Steven Universe and like Korra but like really when you think about like the broad picture it's just like that was years ago at this point like what what has really happened recently? Where, mm -hmm. where... Yeah. Okay. So one really good show that absolutely normalizes it and has uh, same sex relationships as well as characters that are into the same gender, uh, Loud House on Nickelodeon. Yes. Um I'm so glad you brought that one up because I remember watching the episode and at this point I didn't I didn't even know that it was supposed to happen where she the sister left a love letter for her friend. Uh-huh. That's a girl. Uh -huh. I believe, and I remember watching that, and I was like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Is that yes. the right, the right channel? What's going on here?" <laughs> yes, and, and that there, the sense of relief I felt, like I was like, I was so ecstatic because, like, I was like, "Whoa, whoa! This is so so rare," and like, it just it just felt really well placed, mm -hmm. and compared to a lot of like. Um, Sorry, that's my mom. Uh, no, it's okay. Oh, uh, 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 so compared to like often like other others where it's very randomly placed. For example, Voltron. Oh, Voltron. I was just talking about Voltron. Because <laughs> I was like, we had such like, okay, yeah, we can debate that he was gay the whole time. Yeah, because like you know, being gay isn't like some kind of like he doesn't have to you know this or anything. He can be you know a, any kind of man and be gay but just to throw that in last at like last almost um what the last the second to last season like the last episode of that season or something like that and it was mm -hmm. just so just like we could have really focused a lot more on that relationship because we focused on some other people's backstories and then his was just like all right this happened and when he got back he was dead I, there was no depth it was very randomly placed and it felt like a slap to the face when I saw it because it felt like there there's your gay rep now eat it and be mm -hmm. gone that's what it felt like mm -hmm. and 
one thing that really frustrated me was their advertising campaign on how it looked very queer themed and then they pulled what they did on those mm-hmm. seasons right and that right there was just definition of queer baiting exactly. and so I was like Ugh, why is it such a very big debate in American soil to have LGBT relationships and shows for mm-hmm. example she another one where I've heard the creators or uh had to like literally like fight to be able to have the two women in a, in a relationship or like each other you know mm-hmm. and it just is it's always what I think about like okay to this day you have to like really fight about having same-sex relationships and stuff that's why mm-hmm. I, like BL and GL content it's very very well like normal in a sense uh, yeah I like have that. the stories and they exist and I, I think. think some of it is like, especially with, I think it's the way Americans and more Asian cultures view cartoons and animation. Mm-hmm. Over here, cartoons mm-hmm. is for children. Like, you know, more most people aren't really watching, they think most people aren't really watching cartoons. Cartoons are for children, yada, yada, yada. So the, in their heads, you're like, oh, we can't put gay stuff in the cartoons then the kids will turn gay. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah. but over in Asia, like just because it's animated like there's adult animation like they they clearly have like a definition of this is adult animation this is a child's animation like but I'm still gonna watch this is entertainment for me this isn't like I'm watching like some cartoons on Saturday morning like it's just so I think that's why they're able to get away with like a little some more because you can animate something and be like this is for even if you're still mad about it being for children you can still be like this is for adults too so why are you you know but over here is like this is a cartoon it's for children we can't have any lgbt content in it because the kids will see and they will turn gay oh yeah there that that was what happened with loud house because i've seen uh actually relatives tell me like y'all better not be watching that because they have two dads in there and i don't want my kids to see it and i don't want you to tell kids to see it and i'm like screw you when i'm babysitting your kids they're gonna watch loud house (laughs) and like (laughs) um so yeah like like wow this conversation got deeper than I thought it would (laughs) like we that's why we started this podcast because this is conversations that we had with each other Mm -hmm. are there some stories that you don't really get the hype about you're not really Uh, sure (laughs) why people like it (laughs) I feel like if I said something I'd start a war um there's one actually uh that I can actually I will openly say because I don't it's pretty privileged yours to claim have you guys heard of that one we were were just talking about it because we like Kane but we don't like the main couple so I was about to drop it (laughs) but Kane saved it I was about to drop it that's the story I'm out there telling people it's pretty privileged because the art is gorgeous but there's no it's very out of place and randomized for me because mm-hmm. Kane I love Kane he's a sweetheart he's like he's a puppy but where did he come from he came out of nowhere yeah and y'all he is a bitch a <laughs> fucking bitch like like the only reason why he's getting hype is because he's hot and he's rich exactly that's what I was like I was I read it because I thought he was a pretty character and then as soon as I started reading I was like why are y'all simping over this man? And then Kane comes in like, so this is who we should be simping for. He's hot and he's nice. <laughs> I know. Just... And people were like, oh, I hate Kane because of that one panel mm-hmm. where he was like, 
it's glaring at y'all. He put yeah, it's who like, would not glare at that bitch? <laughs> I'm the same way. I was literally, I was like, go Kane, like get yourself in there. He was thinking, break that up. He is like, yeah, break them up because as it stands now, it's just a relationship between Wahi or Yahi. I'm really bad at pronouncing names, by the way. Um, and the main character is just, I can't. I was just like, how is this? This can't continue, surely. No one's reading this and being like, this is a great couple. I like them. I can't wait till they officially become a real thing. You'd <laughs> be surprised. Just over here, just like, I, this is going on the drop list. This is, because it was one of the, like, I kind of like Love or Hate, where it's just like, it's pretty. I say I'm going to drop it. I keep coming back for no reason. <laughs> like, no reason. I'm not interested in this story. I just kind of want to see it. Kind of like, obey me. Just, wait, I kept coming wait. back. And I don't know why. <laughs> that is like, oh god, that one. Is that well? I sometimes mix it up with the game. Um, yeah, the, no. it's the crazy one, right? Mm-hmm. The, oh gosh, that the one, one that wanted to be killing stalking but did not know how to do that. It, it felt like a parody, honestly. Um, oh baby, the one only good thing I've seen of oh, in that story was they had a trans character and mm-hmm. didn't make it weird. Like it, but that was, I like that aspect, but at the same time, nothing like nothing to do with the fact that she's trans. Why was she there? Oh, why oh, was she yeah. there? Why was she there? <laughs> Where did she come from? Like, I don't get me wrong, I love the trans representation, but why was she there in the first place? Oh yeah, like how did like how did she get kidnapped and everything? Like I think like okay, that story uh was like I read through it. I know what happened. I know what happened in the beginning. I know what happened in the end. But everything in the middle is a blur. And yeah. everything that traumatically happened, my brain shut it out. Like, it would, unless, like, when somebody was, like, the pen scene or the sushi scene, I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't remember that. And it's like I, a then, fever dream. Yeah. And then I would go back and I'm like, oh, that's what y'all be talking about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that story is so, I remember reading that. And I think, like, I left like the longest snap on Sophia's phone. Just like, what the hell did I just read? This was so stupid. I don't understand <laughs> anything that happened. There was no story. This was just things happening. And then it just ended. <laughs> <laughs> the whole memory loss and everything. I was so confused. I was so confused because my thing is like, I know at the end she posted like, it's supposed to be extra chapters. But it's like their backstory, and it makes zero sense to me why she posted those afterwards when they should have been in the story, because it probably would have helped the story make just a little bit more sense. Not a lot, but just a little bit. Exactly. And, like, I felt like it was just more like of a joke story that they made, honestly. Like, I was so confused reading that. And then um, Obemi, the, the the kidnapper, he looks like a Walmart L from Death Note. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's literally the same font it's just something's off about him it's like copy my homework but don't make it look too suspicious <laughs> no, like, and then like we have a theory that like she was writing it and like by like epic like not episode but like um by chapter like two or three she was they were probably getting backlash and she was probably like y'all hold on hold on give me a second I'm like, it's gonna pop off hold on and like more chapters come out and everybody's dragging it she was like i just gotta finish this real quick like, <laughs> let, me just, let me just like all right end mm-hmm. oh my but, god i just like that oh baby it's just actively one that 
everyone's kind of like we don't understand why we all read it we just kind of did did. (laughs) we did um oh yeah oh i will never forgive tiktok if they decide to make that a blown up meme like they did with killing stocking i swear (laughs) i'm glad but at least killing stocking was good content (laughs) yeah except for the last couple chapters we don't have to get into that because we are still (laughs) mad about it (laughs) good story but the memes are a little bit ridiculous. I'm just glad Obami was just kind of swept under the rug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like we all—it's like the it. actual the actual people who read Yao. We were just like, let's make sure the normies don't see this. <laughs> they don't recommend it. <laughs> let's don't recommend this. Let's it, not put this. It's on like a really signs. poor Netflix show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Let's see. Next. We're going to start getting into why, why did you start making TikToks? Was it just like a curiosity thing? Like, okay, let's see so how this goes. Interestingly enough, like my sister made me download TikTok. She was like tired of sending me TikToks and I wouldn't watch it. And so <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't get the hype. I don't, I don't get it. And then around December of 2019, I was like, okay, I'll download it. And then I was like, let me just post something. And so uh, the first ever post I ever did was something stupid. It was recommending an anime website. And then that popped off. And then I was like, mm-hmm. Ooh, let me post more. And then it, it was me making a miniature BTS album crafting and then I don't know how it like switched up and suddenly I'm talking about BL mangas I really don't know (laughs) I was like I was I think one of the first couple of posts were more of the stupidly stupid BL mangas I read that made me question society and (laughs) it was just like making jokes out of those and um people came after me and I never understood why people were like oh reading BL is bad if you're a woman and I was very confused Mm -hmm. because I was like I'm reading it for the story I don't know what y'all talking about I'm reading it to clown it like Mm -hmm. that's it those comments don't bother me because at the end of the day I know I'm supporting my LGBTQ community in the real world you know Mm -hmm. and then uh instead of like fighting on the internet um but um and then I was like ooh people and then it just became like recommending anime I never really understood how it blew up like I think one of the posts that actually blew up and then really contracted fast was when I, I had to uh, uh, private it because I didn't know at the time that some websites, you know, shouldn't be mentioned, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yep. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, uh, it was the manga about a f- guy who likes to work in a garden and oh, the melanin beauty. <laughs> that was in there. Um, and uh it was just me being so excited over how soft and gentle the story is. Mm-hmm. And it just popped off. I, I honestly, to this day, do not understand why some of my TikToks blow up. I'm just like, I look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, uh, uh, yeah, like I still am actually sometimes not sure how to answer that. But I think also another reason was like, I feel like I was one of the first couple of TikTokers that ever brought BL on the app. Yeah. Because I don't think I've seen many TikTokers talk about BL when at the, like almost a year ago when I started. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, right now I'm so happy because there's more, there's a lot more. And there's a lot of guys that are also posting that. That's fantastic. I want to yeah. see more men talk about BL. Yeah. And like uh, some of them, they would DM me and they'd be like, oh, because of you, you know, 
I feel more comfortable about talking about it and I can actually post and they make fantastic content as well. And it's, it's fantastic. I'm like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because so, I feel like when we first got on TikTok, we were like watching like whatever, like we had looked up the BL tag just because we wanted to see recommendation things because we think they're very funny most of the time because they're, it's usually like the most popular story. They're like, oh, recommendations, like most un- underrated stories and it's like that's number the one same right now recycled list. Yeah. but we were watch that and it would just be like the same video it'd just be like pictures or something like you were like you and I don't know her, her name but she has a shortcut um white girl Wagyu uh, beef? Video. that might be her Does yeah she like one piece yep that's yeah her. Wagyu beef. yeah y'all were like the first two because like we literally sent each other like the same video because we were just like I like watching I like people who can get the humor out of you. <laughs> yes. Go and not just put like a scenario of photos. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's probably why, because I talk about it mm-hmm. and I bring up some points or I'm just simping. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes simping works. That's why there's K-pop TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I was like, trying to make TikToks I was trying to stick to what everyone else was doing Mm -hmm. and I was like I'm bored why am I making TikToks that literally like just the most basic trends in anything I was like this is so boring and I was like wrap it up wrap it up straight TikTok I was like (laughs) I was just ready to get onto the right TikTok that's when I started like posting stuff about BL and anime too and I was just like I make more friends because of that so Yes, I've made so many amazing friends. On um personally, like I have a very very bad difficulty in connecting with people and like answering messages. Period. <laughs> so, like um being able to see them like on the forty page talk about BL, it's it's fantastic. It's great. Mm-hmm, it's, mm-hmm. It, it feels like a very wholesome community. There are sometimes some people that make me question BL TikTok, but there's yeah. also that side of yeah. BL TikTok where it's great. There's some posts on BL TikTok that I am oftentimes also very uncomfortable with, which is why I it keeps me motivated to post because at times because sometimes I feel like just deleting everything and just, you know, giving up and just like resting forever. It's it's something I, I can't help. Like back in my I'm always surrounded by, you know, negative thoughts, direct dark thoughts. But TikTok helps me to not do that when I'm like surrounded by people who really like my content you know Mm -hmm. it gives me motivation and when I would go on my TikTok feed there's always people who are either being very fake woke or (laughs) they are uh, transphobic towards trans males who read BL there are people who really degrade a story where it makes me uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and how they talk about it Mm because there was one where somebody was like, Painter the Night is so spicy. But in those, ch- those chapters, when they said spicy, it was not spicy. It, it was, was not sad. the spicy chapters. It was, it the, was oh, yeah, I'm uncomfortable. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I, personally, I personally like calling the character themselves as an individual spicy because they're drawn beautifully. But the actions and activities, I don't. Because mm-hmm. it's not my place to say. That's why I don't, I, I refrain from a lot of like, you know, terms and stuff unless I know well about them you know mm-hmm. yeah so uh that's when I'm like be all TikTok you gotta stop and there was uh some post 
that are very, very uncomfortable on how they talk about certain scenes in a story. And um, I don't say anything only because like, I don't know what to say without, you know, causing a riot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because so, there's some people that don't really take criticism well, and it's just like, why not? It's just like you said, there's just specific scenes where, like, I'm not gonna sit there and look at every like sexual scene that comes up, and I'm gonna look at it and be like, mm, that's that's you know, steamy, that's spicy, or anything like that. I'll usually only ever say that to scenes that I know it's just like both parties are consensual, happy, and everything's going right. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Like, like, um, uh, I don't want to say because it's a it's a very triggering thing. But this is what I saw. This is one of them that I saw about Painter the Night, which is why I kind of like stopped on going on TikTok for like three or four days because that really made me uncomfortable. There's some people who don't react well with a certain like the, the certain part. Like, and then um, I know given TikTok was also kind of scary because like. They made a lot of like weird suicide jokes. Yeah, and I was like, "Y'all, stop!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you could tell when, yeah, like you can tell when someone's coping and they make a joke, or mm-hmm. they don't have that trauma and they're just genuinely being trashy. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's why I was very questionable towards some stuff, but um overall it's a great community and a lot of people are sweet and a lot of people you know will listen and talk about stories it's just more of the side of tiktok where it's, if it's a story with three in a love triangle oh it's they're chaos. gonna fight they're gonna fight <laughs> no just you said that yeah i do agree like i think that the good outweighs the bad now on bl tiktok um, mm-hmm. i see way more videos that i laugh at that i enjoy that i actually like you know like want to follow the person than I did when I see like there was one person I'm not gonna say their name or anything but like they were just like oh if you like BL if you say Fudoshi or something like that uh you're sexualizing gay men and you're awful and I was just like I in my head I just don't see it that I it just doesn't exactly that I'm sexualizing two men one for a man to say that to a woman as if women aren't sexualized doing anything literally anything okay that sounds weird i'm glad you brought that up because (laughs) one of my biggest frustrations i can't believe i let a non-japanese a non-mlm japanese person on that app try to Mm -hmm. tell me what fujoshi means i also thought fujoshi was negative after hearing so many tiktoks that were coming after me the last time i never used the word myself i never used it but Mm -hmm. um people would put that label on you even if you don't use it you know so and and when i thought oh maybe it is bad because it derives from rotten girl but um when i went on to twitter there is a uh there's a lot of japanese native Japanese speakers that are also in MLM relationships, MLM um, men that came up and said, please, Westerners, stop, stop belittling and changing the word Fujoshi to what it's not, which mm-hmm. is, you know, fetishizing. It is the actions of the individual, not the word. I learned so much from that because I can't imagine being a Japanese person who has their language butchered, their entire yeah. culture fetishized, and people don't say anything because 
these colonizers are colonizing them and yep, again. taking their language and everything and twisting to what it's not. And then I realized I got to stop letting these white folks tell mm-hmm. us what Fujoshi means. Mm-hmm. I don't use the word. I'm not Japanese. So I personally stay away from it because exactly. I also do not strictly go by she, her. So Fujoshi literally just means women who like reading MLM content. That's all it means in Japan. Mm-hmm. And um, Yoi and Yuri are outdated terms. They're not even used in Japan. That's why when you saw Titan's Bride come out, they didn't call it a Yoi anime. They called it a BL animation. I didn't all know of that the actually. newer stuff are BL. It's all mm-hmm. BL because every character that's developed now has depth and concept in their stories compared to amateur works back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, a lot of these uh, creators, people assume they're women, which is another big mistake. A lot of these creators are not out. A lot of these creators are um, utilizing these stories to be able to tell their stories while not being defamed or, you know, tortured by the community. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people are go by they, them as well, or they're closeted. But people assume, oh, my God, it's women writing for women. No, stop, <laughs> stop. That is already disgusting in itself. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of, like, people who are don't want to be educated and want to understand the Japanese background, like, I'm not Japanese. I have no right to actually define these terms yeah, myself. Exactly. I'm just regurgitating what Japanese MLM have said and sourced. And um, to us, to Western communities, you know how people be ranting and shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, BL is not LGBT rep, blah, 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 blah. To you, but like you how? in a privileged country where you don't have to uh, use BL as your source. Mm-hmm. Um, but in Japan, it is their LGBT move. BL is helping them. So what are you going to do? Tell Japanese people that their Japanese content is not a movement for their Japanese country? Like you, yeah, a non-Japanese. Like it is, it is disgusting. And I'm very, very grateful for the Japanese men that came to me and spoke to me and told mm-hmm. me. And I, um, I actually have a couple Japanese native speaker friends that I've met while working who have came to me and asked me, why are you talking about Fujoshi being negative? And I was like, oh, because this and this. And they're like, are you guys homophobic? And I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> no. And they're like, then why do, you, why do people react so badly to BL? Like, mm-hmm. then it hit me. Holy shit. We are so so like especially western nice communities are so Mm -hmm. self-centered they don't try to understand the outside perspective you know yeah i think it's um more more or less because we went about it one way with the lgbt the way that we've taken um i don't want to say taken over but like have fought for our our rights and freedoms they think that Mm -hmm. it's the only way they think that that's the right way and it's like in our culture, yeah, that probably worked out the best for us. We have made a lot of progress. That's really mm-hmm. good. But for their for their culture, maybe just putting it into people's minds is what's best for them. Because like half the time you just be like, when you read those stories, most of the time the, like, you know, the ignorance is, is just that they're just like, oh, that's weird. I've never seen that before. Why would they do that? Like, it's just like, once they start getting it, maybe for them, it's when you put it in their media, in their culture, that changes people's minds. For us, we had to go out and fight. That's how Westerners, that's how we solve our problems. You see that now with Black Lives Matter. 
Mm-hmm. But over there, they're not really that kind of culture necessarily because they, like China has been having a lot of riots, yes, but for different things. <laughs> yeah, like each country and each community has their own mm-hmm. way of bringing about LGBT content. Like I know in some like countries, where just just saying LGBT could literally jeopardize you. Yeah, so exactly. being a, so while in this country in America, you talk about it, you can, and there's laws to protect you. While others, they will, they don't protect you. You know, there's no laws at all. And so it is just, I just think it. I just feel so bad for the Japanese community of now, especially like, mm-hmm. like there, there's a lot of people who say stuff like oh I want to move to Japan oh because of like well like an anime they saw or something mm-hmm. and it's like Japan is not what you perceive it as because yeah. of a show exactly there are issues there are political issues there's a lot of trauma in that country in itself their past is not pretty either the history books yeah woo. like and- the same for people who like k-pop and are just like I like k-pop let me move to Korea Oh, it is the, yeah. Do your research first. Make sure this is a culture. This is a country that you are okay with the, you know, the struggles that they have the, because like they always say, it's a very conservative country, which you can kind of say for America, but it's like different, different. Yeah, like in in America, there's conservatives and then there's, there's a good, there's an interesting like balance. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, like, there are laws that will protect us. Hopefully they stay after yeah, exactly. the election. But mm. um, like there's kind of, there, people got to like, people need to step into reality sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and understand like not everything is about America. Not everything is about you yourself. You know, and you have to understand the overall effect of what something does. BL genre has been a movement for Japan and I respect it in that sense. BL genre is pr- producing material that um Japanese people are able to consume and try in fact push normalized content like I don't understand when people are always nitpicking BL and Yoi most specifically like oh the tropes in here yeah I agree there's bad tropes but Mm -hmm. it isn't only BL and Yoi if you're going to target a genre don't be nitpicky you've got to bring out everything GL Mm -hmm. there's some really bad stuff in there too oh and then and and um hetero ones the abuse towards women is so normalized in hetero content and that's why i don't read it because i don't like it it just makes me so uncomfortable Mm -hmm. yeah and like in anything but because it's so normalized people don't say anything until they see that trope in a bl or gl then they're like oh this is problematic but you know it's not need new it's in some of your top favorite hetero shows but you guys don't want to acknowledge it. For example, Fire Force is very popular and I like that show, but there is a guy who constantly grabs and gropes a girl when she doesn't want it, you know? And it's like, if you're going to be woke, you have to be be a full circle, you know? And at the end of the day, yeah, at the end of the day, there's Mm -hmm. good stories in every genre. It depends on what you find and what you read and how you uh consume it you know yeah because mm-hmm. i know with me and i know we've talked about this before on here it's uh the fact that people just just because it's labeled bl people don't want to watch it they don't want to read it but it's like 
a super it's like a really good story and it just makes zero sense to me why you wouldn't want to watch it or read it just for that like one simple thing about it mm-hmm. and there you go that's the homophobia <laughs> <laughs> and there's people who want to be like it's not homophobic it's not homophobic and i'm just like it's no, just my be. preference yeah <laughs> it, i i i'm i'm gonna just say it straight up it's pretty homophobic to me it's people who act like that, which is why a lot of productions and everything, they're going to think it's not going to be popular. They cancel it. Stars Align, incredible representation. Oh, Stars Align mm-hmm. was beautiful. They they represented not only just, they, not only possible, like, gay characters, but they had trans characters. They had non-binary characters. Like, they threw that whole pool in. Gorgeous. It's such a beautiful anime and it's something that I wish more people would watch and pay attention to because there's Mm -hmm. so much in there that it just makes me feel like we're getting there like we're getting more content more representation just not just not just like one thing in one anime like you had multiple things in this anime that were explained and talked about. Mm-hmm. And you know what was really sad? It got canceled because they thought it wasn't going to be popular. Ugh. And and it was, I didn't even know that until I checked the sources. Because mm-hmm. I thought it was just a cliffhanger ending and we we're going to get a second season. No, it oh, was canceled. That breaks my heart because I was waiting for a second season. I was like, this has to come back. There's no reason why it wouldn't come back. Because like, it's like past the LGBT uh, stuff that they were showing in there as well. They were also showing like so many things like, with like mental illness and stuff like that it was really getting in in depth with like so many concepts and the fact that something like that something that could promote so many different messages got canceled it's wow like that, that's where it brings in the discussion of like do you notice how oftentimes anything that's queer like back then now it's better but back mm-hmm. then any queer animes or same-sex animes that usually gets more hype or produced or gets more seasoned are problematic controversial ones mm-hmm. because at the end of the day it's more like oh if it's controversial and it's problematic, you're going to have both the good and the bad people who like it mm-hmm. or people who hate it, stream it. And it gets that traction. It gets the traction. It gets the money. It gets the, it gets the reason and ability to be able to produce more. That's what, cause you have to think business wise. Um, if you want more good stuff to be produced, we need to hype up the good stuff a lot, yeah, exactly, a lot, because if it's good, if it's, if it discusses actual situations and promotes healthy things, it's not going to be that popular. Hetero mm-hmm. ones, they're always going to be popular. If it's healthy hets, stupid hets, shit hets, they're going to be popular. And exactly. while gay lesbian stories are always on a battlefield, and mm-hmm. then you end up getting the bad ones produced or gets more seasons because they're the ones that both the LGBT hetero any community watches because they want to know what the hell is going on mm-hmm. why is this existing and I can name a few but I'm not going to say but I think <laughs> you can get the idea yeah yeah but, and, yeah and I always think of I also hate that in American media, media um, I don't know if you learned about this yet Sophia but we had a class discussion about it about like the barrier gaze in media I don't know if you know what that means it means that basically more, more, most of the time, the gay person's gonna die in the. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Attack on Titan! Attack on Titan! Oh, uh, Ymir! Oh, uh, that was that was 
that I immediately think of Attack on Titan. That mm-hmm. was, oh god, and a lot of like American media. It's like you did your job. You were the token gay, token lesbian. All right, you can go. Token by, die. That that's that's what happened. <gasps> like I had to I stop watching. Controversial. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I would stop watching Killing Eve because like I was really enjoying the show, and then the gay character was he came out he was gay for 20 minutes (laughs) 20 minutes and then he got stabbed in a club and i was just like come on we are better than this why are we like yeah because i had a long debate about this in class because like (sighs) some people in that class i do not miss (laughs) (laughs) but like um my fight was with just like because like when you really think about it anything over here if it's gay, it has to be about the 80s and the AIDS epidemic so they can kill them off. Or it has to be like some sad, sad story where they die at the end because of a hate crime or like just all this sad stuff. And I think something I like about BL is that there's so many happy stories. Like when you go down tragedy, yeah, they die. But, <laughs> but like, that's only when you really go to tragedy. Exactly. You have a variety. Um that's why I'm very, very prideful and enjoy reading BLNGL because I mm-hmm. have my variety. While Americans, they either get over hypersexualized pairings mm-hmm. or a, they die or it's controversial. Period. Like that's, that's what we get. There's actually a really good show on Netflix that I recommend, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of it. Oh, I've been meaning to watch that because, you know, good. we got color representation and gay representation. So I love yes. that's gay and black. Yes. And it's, 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 it's great. Like I, that's the type of, if you watch it, you'll know what I mean when I say that's the type of plot I want to see more of. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the type of uh, concept or more like uh, representation I want to see more of. And like, there's another show I really liked, All American. Um, and familiar. there's a queer character. Her name's, uh, Coop, I think it was Coop, <laughs> and she's she's lesbian and she's awesome. I love her. Like I want to be able to see characters that actually live more mm-hmm. than three episodes. You know? Exactly. <laughs> Make it to the end of the series. Can they be on the last episode too? Like <laughs> yeah. And it, it's always something stupid too. It's like every other character is fine. Every other character is always in the shows where, like you know, when you're watching like something supernatural or something like you know thriller or something, you expect somebody to die. It's always like when you're watching like some calm romance, and it's just like, all right, now kill the kill the gay. We got to get them out real quick. <laughs> and that's why, because like if you think about it, like in BL and GL, you have mm-hmm. your content produced regardless, right? And yeah, there's still struggles of getting good animations, but overall, and I think overall, and there's that really sad. Uh, aspect that I was thinking about that heterosexuals are always going to be considered as a priority for people mm-hmm. and heterosexual stories mangas animes shows tvs movies they're always worried about what hetero people will think and that's why it leads to people like lgbt people myself where I was like maybe maybe I shouldn't complain maybe having these two three lgbt characters is enough mm-hmm. no we don't have enough I'm not going to be apologetic. We do not Mm -hmm. have enough. I want more until to the point where it's like, I am so normalized to like, I don't have to feel there's an actual (laughs) gay character. There's a a lesbian. No, it's more like, finally, Mm -hmm. like, oh, I feel at ease. Like how I read BLNGL. It's more like, 
it's another story to pick up yay another story to pick up Mm because i don't when i'm looking through like lesson comics tappy Mm -hmm. tuna and etc it's not like i have to dig through the ends of the earth or anything Mm -hmm. it's more like another story i can pick up while in a lot of like cartoons and americanized westernized stuff it's like (gasps) a gay character and hopefully it'll be the same with anime where in anime it's not like (gasps) a bl anime no it's gonna be like oh cool another Another anime anime. yeah exactly Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) do we have any more questions i think that's it oh wow (laughs) i feel like i'm so sorry if i like talked in tangents but i feel like this is a great discussion (laughs) oh yeah it definitely was definitely it like it like extended more of what we had talked about before when we were talking about um we were trying to like go through like the different types of like BL tags like Shonen I and Bara, but then we also started getting into the fact that America just doesn't have enough representation and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we definitely wanted to have an episode where we talked more about how BL is just more than just two guys in a relationship. Like it's exactly so much more than that. Okay. It's so much more than that. And that's why like have being able to talk to individuals who are able to discuss, understand both in like the deep aspect of certain stories or to just clown mm-hmm. it like obeying yeah. <laughs> exactly like, some some stories just fun to just realize how stupid it is but like i think the beauty is especially like if it was more open like how we're having a conversation now we're talking about obey me we had not once talked about the gay relationship in this story it was oh just- yeah like it's just the idea the relationship not- i should say yeah like it is it, it is it has its atrocities if i said that correctly <laughs> atrociousness where you have that pl- some sort of drama that you can actually talk about you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um that's why i really like bl and gl because i'm able to see same-sex characters and actually talk about it there is a variety where i don't have to dig while other stories and other platforms i have to dig you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um be it like for example gay novels lesbian novels are still very minimal exactly. in america i have I'm, like i used to think in the back of my head it's so little i could actually collect them all so let me just <laughs> buy them all and i did and i did and then now there's more there's more being produced slowly mm-hmm. more being produced slowly, there's no room for, for sure. gatekeeping there's no room for arguing right now we want to stop homophobes. We want more stories produced. Good, bad, whatever. Whoever makes it. Straight mm-hmm. men, gay women. It doesn't matter. What matters is that it's content, it's produceable, and it's something you can actually discuss and talk about. There's going to be bad stuff. There's going to be good stuff. What matters is you have a variety. It is I agree out with there. You there. Just Because that, like- that comes in the case with like a lot of things. Is like We're all people of POCs in some form or fashion. Um, uh-huh. Even the same thing for that. It's just like, it took forever just to have like an all black show. So, like Shirley, because they were at one point, it was like number one news that there was an interracial kiss on TV. So, like, oh my goodness, oh. it's just like it's just like things are going slowly. But at the same same time, that was the past when media was much slower. Yes, this is the future where we have something new every day you put you don't even have to wait to publish a book you can put a book out online it's fine you don't have to like go through a big company to make a show you can essentially make a show yourself we're making a podcast and we just bought a little bit of equipment and we're using you know Mm -hmm. what we have 
mm-hmm. back then you would probably need like a whole thing because you could only really use radio so it's like the you have the technology so why what's holding you back from just writing the story and putting it out yourself exactly and, and like yeah. be be confident in yourself make a story and you know mm-hmm. it's gonna be hard sometimes it'll start off bad i know i've been through that before and like <laughs> It's going to be shit at first, but you'll improve, you'll learn, you'll grow, mm-hmm. and you fundamentally make something even better, and everyone's probably going to enjoy. Like, what matters is that we have more content. Of course, there's some things where, at least if you can educate yourself before making stuff, like, for example, cultural backgrounds, or anything that involves, like, racial history and stuff, you want a good source and background story, because mm-hmm. I've seen some mangas where they didn't, and it was bad, and I would... And I've seen yeah. some, some like, you know, fanfics and stuff where they just poorly, poorly represented certain things. But, you know, yeah. you, you learn, you get educated, you make a story, you grow, and you make a fundamentally a very beautiful piece of work. Yeah, that's why you need people reading this kind of stuff. Because my issue with some things, especially, like, Black movies or movies that are targeted to Black people, you could tell nobody Black wrote it. <laughs> Oh yeah. So oh like God. that's why I want like more LGBT content because sometimes you can tell nobody LGBT had anything. Oh to do okay, with the yeah, that I that, that I agree with. That I agree with. Like, um, usually it's really obvious in like American media. Mm-hmm. It's so painful. You know how like I see I saw a TikTok on this and it was so accurate. Um, where this guy was like, you know how they use AAV, like they make their gay men use a lot of AAV, mm-hmm. and they have no personality. It's just hunty slay and that's <laughs> and that's it that's all they know because they watch one episode of rupaul oh <laughs> that's it and, and like, it's just like or like when you watch like we were watching i was watching a video uh she watches like bad movies i like watching her videos um kenny jd she was watching uh, ma which was supposed to be like a horror movie had a black you know uh main character there was a black guy in the show i mean one of the black um characters in the show and i was just even she was just like, who was Black Rokey's character? Because the stuff he is saying, it's just nothing that we would actually say. <laughs> it is not our lingo. It is not like, like, I'm just like, you always know it's more authentic when it, you could tell, like, even if, like, let's say I wrote for a Hispanic character. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of Hispanic friends. I grew up around a lot of Hispanic friends. I feel like I would know a little bit more of a grasp, but I would still go out of my way to ask a Hispanic person, hey, can you read after this character and see if it's accurate? And I feel like a lot of them are just like, no, I'm just not going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to write this character how I think Hispanic people are. And it goes with the same with like any race or any like sexual identity. Exactly. Yes, I agree with you. It's like, you know, that Disney movie Mulan. Oh, how bad it was so Ooh. bad you took away everything that was good of the original Mulan it was and it was really 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 sad how they had the Mulan movie on Disney plus but didn't even have Chinese subtitles did they I, really they didn't yeah yeah because that whole movie was made by white folks they were like yeah we oh have yeah Asian cast but everybody behind the scenes are white <laughs> like i'm tired of some of y'all snow roaches man (laughs) but yeah and say yeah i agree with you same thing with like sexuality like Mm -hmm. um you could tell like back then a lot of the tropes in bl was really bad and 
housing like now so much better and oftentimes you could tell they're more educated on things now for mm-hmm, example yeah. a really good story i would say you could see a very very reflective time change from a very old problematic past to now is hidoku shinaide or don't be cruel it started mm. off very rough but it started off in a time period where all oftentimes a lot of that material was normalized yeah but i love you can that see, story yeah you can see how the story grew and you can literally tell the creator probably was like yeah wake up call we got they... it we got to that's one of the few stories where the sorry I don't know the character I've read it a lot I just I'm bad at Japanese names the um the top (laughs) Maya (laughs) he actually acknowledges that he did that and feels grief that he did that like he did that horrible horrible thing and like when I read that I was like like honestly like my I had to stop what I was doing I was like did I like for real for real like apologizing and like feeling grief and like because you were such an awful person in the beginning because those are one of those stories where I'm just like I love this story when you skip like the first five chapters <laughs> oh same, <laughs> or like- thing with, uh, same thing with uh there's another one I mean there's some parts of it I still you know I saw the animation nope and the animation was okay well it's a it's another BL like animation the mm-hmm. BL animation I saw that first because I didn't want to read the manga first because I don't want to because I know the manga is going to be different so I was like okay so I watched the animation and the animation mm-hmm. was you know good it wasn't bad and then I read the manga oh that first chapter was bad like shit like trash and mm-hmm. then the much more recent chapters are so so much better so mm-hmm. you could also tell there was a time shift in that too which I really appreciate because it's probably it was problematic in Dakrete no Toko or Don't Be Cruel in those older t- chapters, but it's mm-hmm. a great reflection of seeing how these years have changed and how exactly how much of a big shift there was and growth, progressiveness, which is fantastic. I like seeing progressiveness in a story. I love it. I and love that's what it. We did. <laughs> All right, so we're just gonna go ahead and wrap up this episode. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us, and thank you, Jana, for joining us as well today. Had an amazing conversation. <laughs> yes. Um, so do make sure to follow us on all our social medias as of right now. It's still just TikTok and Twitter under BLT Time. And then and you can follow our Patreon at BLT Time. It will be in the description below. Okay. And then also just make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit our notification buttons to make sure you're notified for our next episode, which is every week on Mondays at 3.15. And Jenna, do you want to put your plugs in? Yeah, thank you. Oh, this was fun. Very good conversation. Uh, I'm LGBT Animes on TikTok, Twitter. Twitter is chaos. Don't even look at it. Um, <laughs> and Tumblr. Is that what I have? And Instagram. Did I say Instagram? Mm. No, uh, yeah, and Instagram. LGBT Animes. Is, it's all LGBT Animes. Okay. And yeah, everything is fantastic. Great aesthetic on those. Not Twitter, though. Twitter <laughs> is trash. Like, mm-hmm. it's just me fighting. And- Twitter is toxic. I will say that. Yeah. I, have, I can't get on it for days. <laughs> um, but it was a great having you. And if you ever want to come back, just let us know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just shoot me, shoot me a, another mm-hmm. message anytime. This was fantastic. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Thank All you. Right? And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.